straight from South Africa. South Africa. This is the strange and mysterious world with your hosts, Lee Straightman, William Collinson. Collinson. Go, Lee. How's that? <laughs> yeah, it's going well with you, my bud. Good, good, man. So here All right, we're... so what's on the agenda today, Will? Okay, well, firstly, you being the the UFO uh, uh, um, MUFON director of South Africa, has there been any uh, interesting cases uh, lately in South Africa of any UFO activity? Uh, nothing much in South Africa yet currently, but, um, but uh, I'm actually no longer with MUFON. Are you not? What happened? No, no, no. We've got our own... We've got a, I've got my own uh, UFO RSA or UFO SA site now, um, so that's uh, yeah, that's 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 new. That's new. What's on our site? Okay, so what 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 happened? Did you just is it like you have to sign off or how how does it work? Where you you know with with MUFON now? Do you just just say to them, I'm, so you're not taking any 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 um, field reports from anybody in South Africa again for MUFON or? Yep, that's correct. Nothing coming from that side of the world. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, yeah, but also remember now that's uh, that was a whole um, voluntary thing. So I'd been with them for almost eight years. Okay. But um, you know the, the amount of reports we were getting in SA anyway, it was uh, minimal. So I was actually wasting a bit of time doing all of that anyway. So it's it's not a problem. So we've opened up our own website, uh, ufosa.org. And um, yeah, if people want to go and log their sightings on there, we can we can move on from there. Okay, fantastic, man. So yeah, so did you get to uh, listen to um, the the latest podcast by George Knapp and Jeremy Corbell? Um, yeah, weaponized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did listen to it. So uh, yeah, what, what, I'm a bit on the fence there. I'm a bit on the fence because. There are some things that uh, Dr. Lekatsky kind of mentioned, uh, which he was kind of alluding to a couple of things, which I probably agree with, but there's also some things that perhaps I don't. So the the problem that I have, and it's still currently today, and, and this is worlds around the world, all the reports and stuff that are that are coming through to whether it's through the news media, whatever media process is coming through, it's not being told by people who have actually, and I'm talking about your higher ups, your government officials. They are not coming forward to say, "Listen, this is what we have. We have got this. This is where they are situated. We have seen this. We have seen that. None of that. It's, it's always hearsay. It's always." Someone that heard somebody else say this, and it was in a government hearing that the guys had, and they have admitted to seeing and hearing and whatever. But there's still no concrete proof, if you want to call it that way, that's uh, that we have yet that states things. So uh, one of the things that uh, Dr. Lekatsky said, because obviously with regards to that podcast, the Weaponized podcast, we know that uh, he worked for OSAP which was the uh, Advanced Aerospace Weapon Systems Application Program. And um, they were looking into UFOs. We know that. And at the same time, that was the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification um, Program, which was ATIP. They were also running, and they were both being sponsored by the Defense uh, Intelligence Agency, the DIA. Um, 
we know that the book that they wrote, that's uh, Skinwalkers uh, in the Pentagon, they, they were given permission by the DIA and the DOD to go ahead and release certain information, which was cool. I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's nice for the rest of the world to hear. But the problem is he has been, and you'll, you'll hear, he was kind of told not to say this, don't say that, don't say X, Y, 10. So there's, there's still a lot of speculation as to what, what really has been going on and what's been said and what they really do have. Um, we know that um, if you go into 40 minutes, almost 40 minutes of the, of the podcast, um, he, uh, Dr. Uh, Lukatsky kind of alludes to these craft being not extraterrestrial. If, if, if you look in between the lines, it sounds like he's saying they're not extraterrestrial, but are something to do with the human capability where we are not quite there yet. I don't know if that makes sense. So he was, do you remember him saying that? Yeah, I find it so fascinating. He's like, we, we don't know what we're truly capable of. And I, I, Yes. And it's like, well, what is that? And then Jeremy Kubar asked him, and then he's like, well, I can't actually say any more. And it's just, it always it gets to that. It's, mm -hmm. like, it's always like they, they say a certain amount, and then it's it's uh, they can't like expand on it any, any further. It's always just so frustrating. Yeah, correct. And now the, the thing that's kind of made me think a little because obviously we've done a little bit of research and well a lot of research into this uh, into this um phenomena and it kind of made me think of back in world war ii when germany supposedly first received or found a crashed craft a crashed uh, ufo and they started back engineering and if you if you go back to all the stories if they did get it right they may have formed a breakaway civilization um, and now, obviously, with a breakaway civilization, they're not going to be hundreds of thousands of years ahead of us. They're going to be maybe 50, 60, 100 years ahead. And if you look at what people have been seeing since then, it's all nuts and bolts craft. And I mean, um, the people that are coming into contact with the, the UFOs are getting radiation sickness, are getting injuries, they're getting burnt. So this doesn't sound like a hell of an advanced technology. It sounds like a technology that may be about 50, 60, 70 years ahead of where we are currently. I don't know if you agree on that, but you know, if, you, if you've got an extra intelligence, uh, extraterrestrial intelligence that are coming from so far out in space and they manage to, they're managing to reach us in 15, 20 minutes from hundreds of thousands of light years, there's no ways they're going to be riding around in... Um, aircraft that are still, or craft that are still nuclear powered. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? So this is kind of what's making me feel that there is a breakaway civilization that happened quite recently. These guys have managed to um, uh, back, uh, what, what, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, where they've kind of um, engineered, back engineered. They've managed to back engineer the, the craft and they have managed to pull away. Where they are, I don't know. But if there's a lot of speculation around that. So that's my opinion. My opinion is what we've been seeing uh, of recent, especially the nuts and bolts uh, uh, aircraft and UFOs, I think this is what it is. I think it's the breakaway civilization. Well, it's interesting you say it because he's a colleague of mine, um, Hugo. Um, uh, she just uh, um, released a, a latest documentary 
called Beyond the Light Barrier, the Elizabeth Clara story. Um, people that are listening to this overseas or whatever, that's that's our in South Africa. That's our most famous abduction uh, case. There was a lady that got abducted. I don't know when was she. When was she abducted? That Elizabeth Clara. Um, and she. Yeah, I think it. I think yeah, that was back in the either fifties or the sixties. Was like very early on. Yeah, yeah, and she wrote a book beyond the light barrier. That uh, uh, she went all over the world actually, and she went to actually a lot of scientific conferences because she she actually had a lot of scientific knowledge where people were like wondering where she got this knowledge from, and uh, she and and she went to some quite high profile um, science like conferences and stuff to go give talks there. And there's documents. Even it's in the documentary that Hugo uh, made. Um, it's on Amazon Prime at the moment, beyond the light barrier, but. So just to get back to why, why I'm thinking of breakaway civilization is that the first book that Elizabeth Clara wrote that came out, there was a lot of like racist like uh, remarks in there and in, in their book. And then when they re-released that book in 2008, they took out all of the racist stuff. And Hugo, when I spoke to, uh, I went to, to, to see her the other day and she was telling me about her journey on making this documentary. And she was saying that she went into the, to making that documentary thinking this was a lovely love story because that's what it was. The whole before that she that Elizabeth Clara got abducted by that um, Archon, his name was Archon or something, and they had this wonderful love affair and this craft many times, and she actually had a child that uh, from him, and he took the baby and went off. But when she said she was doing the research, it, it sounded like in a very uh, abusive um, relationship, and uh, and she she said that it actually. The more she went into the research and making this documentary, the more and more she actually started hating Archon and everything about him because he sounded like he was like a racist, abusive. Um, I mean, just to think about it, imagine imagine you made someone pregnant and then just took the baby and left. And I mean, just that's just terrible. But anyway, so she she went in thinking that she had this whole romantic thing about this documentary, and then she finished the documentary, she realized it was like a, this Archon was this terrible. Um, terrible human being, and all I can think about was, geez, he sounds like a Nazi. It's like it's definitely from a breakaway civilization because a sophisticated human being, like an alien that's been, you know, like thousands or even million years ahead of us, to you know be that, um, you know, uh, uh, um, primitive in his thinking and behavior. Um, it sounds like. It sounds like a a, a a human, one of us, that has had a breakaway civilization and came back in a ship and like, and had a sexual affair with this lady. And he, he didn't sound very advanced to me at, at all in his spiritual development or, or, or anything. So that's why I'm thinking that, yeah, that's definitely that guy. He, he He's from a breakaway civilization from Earth. And he came back in that fine source, and that was the Elizabeth Clara story. Um, well, it sounds it sounds like uh, yeah, it, it does because I mean, why would, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, why would the civilizations that are crossing spans of the galaxy come and abduct or have sex with a woman and have the kids? And uh, it just it doesn't make sense. These these guys are like so far ahead of us, supposedly. The half the things that we hear about just doesn't make sense to me. It's Something else is going on, um, and maybe perhaps this is why Dr. Lukaski couldn't couldn't reveal too much. Although I must say, I think there's a lot of stuff that he couldn't reveal because of 
he mentioned people listening in, listening in, listening in to the podcast, and I think he's talking about perhaps the the, the Chinese and the and the Russians and you know those kind of things. So, um, for me, that's uh, that could be a problem because they don't want to give away too much technology that they may have found and developed, and then you have all of a sudden the Chinese and the Russians kind of pulling off the same maneuvers, but. Uh, I think it might be a little bit arrogant to say that you're the only ones with this technology, and they actually don't even know what the Russians and the Chinese have got. I mean, they may they may have something that these guys have no clue about. So, but I think what you're saying is right. I think the possibility that the um, these abductions and the relationships that these guys are having is not with extraterrestrials, but perhaps something that's more close to home. Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, with with that book, um, because like the the first book, it was with uh, Kela Kela and uh, and George Knapp. Hey, they won the first book mm. called uh, "Hunt for the Skinwalker," and that was yeah. like it went into like how, uh, sort of the, the the history of the ranch and uh, and all of the, the paranormal activity. Then it was the, then then um, what's the two guys' name? Kela and what is the other guy? Um, Lakatsky. Lekatsky and and they've just released a new book, but they then they did Pentagon at the at the Skinwalkers at the Pentagon, which a lot of the Europe uh, community were you know saying like no it's too we we will not the no UFO community, but a lot of people on the the review said it was too we because they added a lot of the paranormal activity into it, but the. Well, not a lot actually, because when I read it, I didn't find it we were at all. I mean, there was a you know there was a few orbs things, and uh, I didn't. So I'm just trying to think like, we. I mean, what 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 makes me interested fascinating is about like okay, you you can believe you know people that can believe in flying saucers, which is like out there, but then they can't believe in paranormal activity. I mean, I, you know, I'm just thinking like like. Uh, and for me, because I've had a few paranormal experiences myself, and and I'm I, and I and so I find it quite easier to believe the paranormal stuff than the the UFO stuff. Um, even though I've I've had a, I've seen a, a, what I thought was a, a UFO. I'll, I'll discuss that on another um, episode. But um, so I just find, I find it so fascinating that people can go so far as to believe a, 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 a you know like pe- that aliens can come from another galaxy, but they can't like believe in like some kind of um, of paranormal activity and i think that and they say that in the in the weaponized in the in the in the episode that we're talking about they it's like they are like you can't separate the two and and in that book they were just discussing the data they weren't like speculating or anything they said this is what happened this is what and, and it was paranormal and when you were saying like the nuts and bolts thing where the ufos are giving people um uh you know like um, radiation and stuff like that, so it's actually affecting them phys- uh, uh, physically. Um, yes, I do agree that yeah. I mean, if it's a thing that's so advanced. How could it have such damaging like effects with this technology? But what they were discussing in Skinwalkers of the Pentagon was that one orb that followed. There was an orb like that's a, just a glowing ball of light. It wasn't even like a. a like a, a nuts and bolts sauce or whatever, and it was just the shape of a ball, uh, a soccer ball, was like following this uh, gentleman and his daughter. And um, it went into the car, went through his um, head, his face, and out his shoulder, 
and his daughter uh, witnessed it. And the next day, he had sunburn all over his side of his face and his hurting shoulder. And eventually, he got like some very rare disease of inflammation in his body, and he lost his hair and he lost the sight in his in his eye, the side where that all went through, and it did some devastating thing. And they and in that book they or in that research that they were doing, that they discussed in the book afterwards, they followed that guy for quite a few years after that through his whole medical procedure and eventually he did come right, but it was quite a um a devastating um health issue that he had for quite a few years because of that orb. And I uh, and I'm just thinking like what kind of technology is that? Because that was just a ball of light that went through him. Yeah. So um and that's where I think that uh, they said that the book was you know, people find it too woo woo was things like orbs and stuff. But I mean, I just I just find it fascinating how you could believe like an alien from another planet, but you can't believe something like an orb or light. I just you know what I mean? It's like maybe <laughs> No, look, I agree. So there's two things here I think we need to consider. So um, as mentioned, look, this is again just my opinion. As mentioned, uh, a lot of the nuts and bolts, things that we've been seeing since the late 40s, probably right through to today, uh, is most of it is probably human, a little bit advanced, a little bit to where we are now, the nuts and bolts things. But the interesting thing, as you said, that uh, Dr. Lukatsky mentioned was the fact that they were they were researching the paranormal, which you're right, hundred percent. So there's something else about that now. So we know there's some research that has come through to say that a lot of the alien entities, not so much the craft, but the alien entities are coming through from a different dimension, um, which I think is highly possible. Um, that wouldn't be too much on the on what we've been seeing in the skies, but those are the things that people are seeing in their bedrooms, uh, like you said, the uh, the plasma balls, balls of light, those kind of things. So those those things, according to some of the research that's coming through, is to do with lower dimension entities that are coming through, um, which have access to to Earth. And I think you know one of our, our podcasts that we will talk about uh, probably next week. Uh, would be on possession and exorcism and that kind of stuff. So this leads into that, into that role. And uh, so I think we've, yeah, definitely there is there's something else um, uh, regarding what we've been seeing. And as you mentioned, these plasma balls and that, I do think they are from alternate alternate dimensions, definitely. Okay, so we're back, man. Um, mm, cool. What's what I find interesting is that like you guys have. So far as in the book, I mean, I haven't read the book yet. It was I'm I'm want to get to obviously I wouldn't really want to read it, but apparently in the book he says um, that the government has a craft and they've managed to get inside it, and it doesn't have any propulsion, exhaust, wings, whatever. So he he says that in the book, but then when they ask him like, yeah, have you seen it?" And then he's like, "I can't, I can't mention, I can't, I, I can't say it." And then you know, Jeremy's like, "Okay, so but you can say no though." And he says, "No, you can't, you can't say, I can't say no either." And then he says, "What he's been told to say is that there's no smoking gun." But I, I'm like, "But you've just said in the book that the government has a, a UFO and they've been inside it and they and that and it's a, a UFO like that not a smoking. I mean like." How can that not be a smoking gun? And 
also, I mean, if you can go far as saying that, why can't you just say like stuff like, yeah, I've been in it or, um, and then the other thing is the interesting thing about the men in black. He says that we have been uh, visited by the men in black. He says, we, that's what he said. And then, um, so Jeremy's like, yeah, so you, they've the men in black have visited you. And then he's like, no, I, I didn't say me. But I'm thinking, but you just said we. So like, how does that separate you from who's we then? Like, and then he's like, I, I can't, I can't say uh, I, that they visited me. But I'm like, yeah, but you just said. So it's always it's so funny how they can dodge things and like how they get around saying something. But it's, it's just so frustrating because it's. Um, but then yeah, they also the interesting thing is that he says that the the the, the real men of black. He said. There is a government entity, but then they're 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 uh, but they're not the real men in black. And Jeremy's like, okay, well, what's the real men in black? And he's like, it's just part of the phenomenon. And it's like, uh, they can't say like it's the aliens or it's like it just says that it's part of the phenomenon. But what what is your what's your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, look, I do think that that is his his words were probably a little bit mixed, but the the fact that the government has their own men in black yeah sure um those guys have obviously been tasked to go around if people have seen certain things uh, especially technologies uh, not so much the the ufo side of things but certain technologies to try and keep it under wraps because again as we mentioned a little bit earlier uh you know you don't know who's 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 listening especially to or watching the news reports um certain technologies the the chinese get interested the russians get interested and all of a sudden you know they want to be we go back to the Cold War where the spies are running around trying to figure out who's got what and technologies and trying to develop, out-develop each other. So I think, yes, definitely. I think uh, the government certainly has the, the men in black for that specific reason. Um, and then the other men in black, uh, yeah, that's interesting. So again, I think this might put us onto the um, other dimension, these beings from other dimensions. I think uh, these things possibly... Um, um, but what was interesting, very interesting, he mentioned that these men in black that came through and are talking to the people and are threatening them, are they there to hide the fact that these things have been seen or are they there to actually undercover, actually show that they are there? Yeah, like to draw, if, if you know what I'm saying. To draw yeah, to the... Draw attention to the to phenomenon. The phenomenon, which, um, yeah, that was interesting that he said that. Yeah, um, and also then Jeremy was like, "Yeah, well, well, what you know is it like?" Because uh, I remember when the Leonardo Zizondo when uh, when he was on uh, um, the, the Theory of Everything. I, I forgot who the host of that podcast was, and he asked, he said, "You know, Lou, if the rest of the world knew what you knew, what what would?" what would you say the day after if everybody knew what you knew what would it look like and he said somber and then there was all debate what he meant about somber and whatever but i mean it didn't sound good you know but then when when jeremy uh you know uh, addressed that to um uh sorry the uh, the the other guy's name sorry just let me just pause this quickly my daughter's calling me <laughs> so we only got 10 minutes left anyway but um yeah, it's cool. That he said, um, he said no. He sees it as the positive thing. Um, so I keep on forgetting. It was Kim Kim Kelly and what is the other gentleman's name? I keep I keep forgetting his name. Doctor Lekatsky. 
Dr. Lekatsky. Lekatsky. He said that no, it's a positive thing. He, if, 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 um, what he knows, he says it's positive. So, and he comes from a Catholic background. So I'm, uh, you know, and um, I'm just, yeah, I'm just so curious. Like, uh, and also when, when they said that, uh, that because every program has a counterintelligent person in the program, so, you know, they have actually fake documents that they've put into the, so people go into the, you know, Freedom of, Freedom of, uh, Freedom of Information Act getting documents those documents could be fake because he says that they're actually circulating fake documents inside of the government to try and um, make you know so so you know you don't know if the, what is the the guy does the, the um, American government and it's so funny because on Joe Rogan when he was interviewing old uh, what is that guy from Infowars he kept on going the government the government's doing this and then Joe Rogan's like what are you who in the government the post office like he's <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the American government, like, it, it, it's like almost like maybe they want us to start believing that there's UFOs and, and maybe it could, you know, because if there's fake documents going around about that there are UFOs, I mean, I wonder what their agenda is. The fake documents that you mentioned, uh, that was also mentioned in the podcast, it is possible that these people, whoever did the fake documents, want, there is some sort of agenda, definitely. Um, whether it is to try and get people to stop believing in it, um, where it becomes a generalized, uh, generalized thing. Because you must remember now, we're going back uh, a couple of years, uh, William, where if you if you were back in the 80s and you said, hey man, I saw a UFO, yo, you would be locked up in a nuthouse. You know I mean, um, so back in those days, it was almost like, hey, I don't want to talk about it. Today, it's not so much. Um, I think... You probably reckon about seventy percent of the world actually believes that something like this actually exists. So, um, to get people to believe in it, I don't think is a hard thing at all. Um, but the agenda behind it—that's that's my worry. That's my worry, um, and I, I don't know. I don't know what's what the actual thing is. I think there's a ghost to my thing because my camera was moving on its own. Yeah, it's like what? It's up. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, but yeah, so there is definitely an agenda behind it. Um, and perhaps maybe a little bit uh, in the future, we can actually discuss the events that are happening today um, as uh, almost like a, they're trying to, it's trying to digress. They're trying to move away from, from what's actually going on. They, they, you know, they're putting our minds in something else. Um, obviously with the war that's going on currently in the Middle East and all the rest of it. So those those things come into play as well. So I don't know. We we, we need to. It's, it's interesting times. We need to see what's coming up. Um, and uh, yeah, I think we'll find it pretty soon. I think we'll find it pretty soon. Well, absolutely, man. 